Hello, I'm Todd Marcy and I'm pastor of Connection and Life Groups here at Carney Free and it is great uh, to have some time with you today and uh, do a devotional as well as just connect up in some other ways and so um, glad you are able to take this time today. Uh, today we're going to look at another part of what we discussed last time I was with you. Uh, a couple of sessions on transforming actions. Um, today we're going to look at enriched thoughts. So uh, as we get ready to go into our time together, I just want to invite you to join me in prayer. And uh, then we'll go ahead and get started with the devotion. God, I thank you for this time uh, that we can connect and uh, look into your word, be strengthened, be encouraged. And God, I just look forward to this time and uh, may you be honored and glorified. It's in that name we pray. Amen. Well, if you watch, read, and listen to food or nutritional ads, you will often catch statements about the product being enriched with vitamins, minerals, or grains. It makes you think, uh, you know, what all could this involve? What all's in it? I recall how powerful a cereal sounded as a kid, which was fortified. Fortified? I like forts. I like strong forts. It's got to be good. Of course, eventually you figure out that it tastes like soggy construction paper. And so it's not the fortified sometimes isn't as great as you thought. But whether or not you are a health nut, the Bible is rich with spiritual health giving words. If we digest these passages and allow them to do their work, our health will improve even in times like these. Taking such action will transform us. I want us to turn to Colossians chapter 3. If you have your Bibles available uh, in one way or another, uh, we're going to spend most of our time in Colossians chapter 3. Uh, we'll also look eventually at Psalm chapter 1. So in Colossians chapter 3, I want us to look at initially at verses 2 through 10. It says, Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. For it is because of these things that wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience, and in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices, and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Our focus today isn't so much on a list of things which uh, go against God and His desire for our lives to, uh, to be founded on Him and move in the right direction in terms of a specific list. 
but rather it's the transformation that takes place and, and the way we live that out once we receive Christ as our Savior. It, it changes the direction of everything. Especially during this time, I think it's important for us to have enriching thoughts hope-filled, redemptive thoughts. And that's part of this transition that takes place when one becomes a Christian. Paul, in a sense, is laying out a list of, of things which he could expand tremendously. In other places, he does change the list up a bit as he, as he goes through his writings to the various churches. But the main thing that Paul's pointing to here is there should be a transformation that takes place that changes even our outlook on life. A number of ways we can look at enriching our thoughts or having hope-filled, redemptive thoughts. One would be in terms of our focus. Paul says, set your mind on these things. Get it really focused. Have your mind put on other things, things which are enriching and, and hope-filled and redemptive. Not only does he speak of a focus, but he speaks of, of our faith having a Christ-centered uh, set of thoughts. He says, on the things above. So set your mind on the things above, not on those that are on earth. So in other words, they ought to be centered on Christ. They ought to be focused on our faith and driven by our faith. Um, so as we, as we set our mind on any number of things, what Paul calls us to especially do is to set our mind on things about things that are Christ-centered. And then also in terms of building these redemptive thoughts into our lives, he has a future aspect. It has to deal with our security in Christ. He says, you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. That ought to transform our thoughts. The fact that we have this, this place but within Christ when we become a follower of Christ. Who is our life? We become so identified with Christ when we become a Christian that he and we are one. There's a sense in which as we live, we live as Christ. And so that ought to transform our thoughts. And then there ought to be a foundation sense to it. Paul tells us that in light of our salvation, our new life in Christ, we can be motivated to put sinful habits to death and allow ourselves to be renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of Christ. Yes, Paul gives a list of sins here, and, he, and, and we find other things that we can be focused on elsewhere, but, but Paul says overall, by being changed by Christ, it ought to allow ourselves to be renewed as we stay firm in Christ, as we pursue Christ and grow in Christ, that there ought to be this ongoing renewal which allows us to grow in his likeness and transforms our thoughts in the process. I like what the psalmist has in uh, Psalm uh, chapter 1, in the first few verses. Uh, as we look at those, the psalmist writes, How blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. 
He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. I like how the psalmist lays that out for us and, and really brings to mind what, what it's like to be focused on Christ, to be focused in, on God. And a lot of that can be driven and spurred on by being in God's Word, by reading it, allowing it to, to soak into our lives. There was a, uh, a father and a son who were driving down a, a country road one time and they saw a watermelon patch a little way off the highway. The father told his son to keep a lookout while he went to get a melon. He snuck into the patch, took a melon, and called to the boy, Is anyone coming? Look both ways. The boy wisely responded, But Daddy, shouldn't we look up too? The uplook will improve our outlook. We need to keep our eyes on the sun. And that, in a sense, is what Paul and Psalmist are saying is, keep our eyes focused on God. That will train, totally change our direction, our thoughts as well. There's also um, not just the enriching thoughts, but there's enduring action that comes along with this. Back in Colossians chapter 3, Verse 1 says, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things, of, things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. We are to keep seeking the things above. It's not that we've already arrived. There is this ongoing path that we're to take. Sometimes it's hard. There are things that distract us, pull our attention away. Sometimes we struggle with life, and sometimes we begin to follow a path of, of a sinful habit or something like that. And it, our, our actions begin to follow that path. What Paul calls us here is to have some enduring action, some ongoing aspect of our thoughts and our actions that we would keep seeking the things above. Not just arrive and move on with life, but to continue pursuing Christ. I like uh, what N.T. Uh, Wright notes in uh, Surprised by Scripture. N.T. Wright uh, notes, I love this quote as I believe it is hard for the Christian artist to always understand their place in the church. Truth be told, artists have an incredible gift and responsibility in the community to illuminate the realities of the word and of this life we live. Wright puts it well. The vocation of the artist is to speak of the present as beautiful in itself, but pointing beyond itself to enable us to see both the glory that fills the earth and the glory that will flood it to overflowing and to speak within that of the shame without ignoring the promise and the promise without forgetting the shame. Here's the challenge. I believe for the Christian artist in whatever sphere to tell the story of the new world so that people can taste it and want it 
even while acknowledging the reality of the desert in which we presently live. N.T. Wright summarizes so well what it's like to live in both worlds and how those who have the artistic bent in life can help bring that connection of both this world and the other world, this life and our future life. Living in this world while being in this world while living in Christ. What a great balance that we can have. And other people can come alongside us and help us find that balance as well, that, that balanced perspective, which helps put our thoughts in the right place. So how do we apply this for today? Well, one would be to make way for Christ, to increase and me to decrease. That's one of my favorite verses. That's where, where in John 3, verse 30, um, John is, is pointing others toward Christ, and he's looking at this transition that's going to take between John the Baptist ministry and, and Jesus' ministry as he comes to the forefront. And, and John points out that it's time for him to decrease and Christ to increase. We need to make way for Christ to increase. And we pull to the background. We push Christ to the front and we pull to the back. That will make a tremendous difference in the way we deal with people and our thoughts and our activities. And so we put Christ forward. Another action that we can take, another application that we can have, is that as a Christ follower, put less stock in this life. Invest in that which lasts. Put less stock in this life. Remember, he says, think on things above, not so much things of this earth. Invest in that which lasts. So many of you, I, I, I really enjoyed hearing the various ways that you're doing that, even during this time of transition that we're going through. Tremendous reports. In fact, I would love to hear about some of your personal stories. Um, Send me an email. Let me know what God's, how God's using you in some special ways. Even reply on Facebook, some ways that um, he's used you. Re reply to this post um, and, and let us know what, how God's at work within you and how he's helping you put your thoughts uh, on things above, not so much here on earth. And a third way is if you're not a Christian or if you're not a Christ follower or if you've distanced yourself from the face and faith in recent time. Now is a great time to journey toward God. Beginning today, read the book of John in the Bible. Near the end, you will even find the story which tells the story we celebrate at Easter. Take time to begin with that book of John. Let it um, soak into you even in the, the next couple of days. John Piper, in his book, Don't Waste Your Life, has a number of, of thoughts that can help stir our direction. What is the soil of your heart like? Is it growing and producing fruit for the kingdom of heaven? Are you using your life for eternity? One of his quotes would be, I will not waste my life. I will finish my course and finish it well. I will display the gospel of the grace of God in all I do. I will run my race 
to the end, a reflection of what Paul himself says in the Bible. John also, John Piper also notes, God created me and you to live with a single, all-embracing, all-transforming passion, namely a passion to glorify God by enjoying and displaying his supreme excellence in all the spheres of life. Final quote, you get one pass at life. That's all, only one. And the lasting measure of that life is Jesus Christ. What a great way to put that. There's a legacy that we, we build and, and not so much that we would be remembered, but that Christ would be remembered. Well, I hope you're encouraged in terms of, of how we have our, our thoughts um, really do a transforming work within our lives. And um, I really hope uh, this has brought you encouragement today. Also, um, as we get ready to uh, spend time in prayer, I want to invite you to um, make a, leave a comment about something you might want prayer for. Um, one thing I would remind you, this is a very public forum, and so you might um, just keep that in mind as you go to, to put in your prayer request today. A few things I want to bring to your attention as you perhaps um, list some of your prayer requests. Uh, one would be that uh, we continue uh, to meet with you online. Uh, Easter is not going to be an exception to that. It's going to have a different look. Um, Easter 2020 will, will look and feel a lot different, uh, but we still plan to celebrate with our church family at carneyfree.com. Uh, what a joyful day it will be as we remember again the power of resurrection. We'll look at a humble request, richly answered within our dangerous prayer series, and remember again the power of resurrection through unique, tangible, church-wide worship activity. You're going to want, want to watch for that online as well this Sunday. Our Easter services will be at 9.15 and 11 a.m., and our bilingual ministry uh, will be at 1 p.m. All of these will be on carneyfree.com forward slash live or also on our Facebook and YouTube channels. Uh, you also find, uh, if you're a part of our C20, our college ministry, they'll be conducting a live prayer walk online at 6 p.m. So if you're involved in that, uh, be watching for that as well. Um, there is an Easter worship activity coming up this weekend, and it centers around how does the resurrection give you hope? In an effort to worship together as a church family, we are coordinating a, a flags of hope display on the E-Free grounds. The family Easter um, event will communicate uh, the hope in the resurrection of Christ that is found at Kearney E-Free Church. To participate, please drive into the East parking lot entry between 1 and 4 p.m. on Easter Sunday. A staff member will then direct your car over uh, to the South parking lot from there, up to 10 people, one per car, uh, can write on a flag. Um, the flags will uh, already be uh, spaced. I said that odd. Uh, we don't necessarily foresee you having 10 people in your car. But anyway, uh, the flags will be um, already um, spaced out and uh, placed into the ground. Uh, we ask that uh, 
you write a response to the question, how does the resurrection give you hope? Uh, we'd like you to bring your own permanent marker and uh, for writing your response. However, if you forget, we'll have a, a limited number of new markers available uh, for those who need them. In the case that the weather is inclement or God, uh, schedules conflict for you, you're welcome to participate in this activity throughout the week following Easter. Uh, there will be nearly 700 flags representing each of our attending families. Uh, so come and share your hope as well. Also, if you're interested in getting a life group, you're not in a life group here at Carnegie Free and you're one of our attendees here at the church, we want to invite you to consider joining an online life group. Eventually we would transition to an on-site life group would be our intentions, but uh, if, if you're not in a group, and this is a good time for you to um, join in that type of a connection with people. Uh, be sure and reach out to us on that. Uh, you can email Marianne at carneyefree.com. That's Marianne at carneyefree.com. And uh, we'll be looking into getting uh, one or two groups started online. So if you're not in one and you attend our church, uh, connect up with us. Also, we want to celebrate our uh, 2020 seniors on May 3rd. Uh, so we're calling all high school seniors. We're planning to honor uh, them on Sunday, May 3rd. And uh, we'd like um, to include all of them. So whether you come to our youth group or not, uh, we want to honor our seniors. Um, our senior service will be at 3 p.m. that Sunday. And uh, you can uh, tune in at uh, carneyfree.com forward slash live, uh, YouTube, or Facebook. And we'll also be featuring a senior slideshow prior to church services on May 3rd. So uh, please see our website for a form to provide various photos and sign a um, photo release to allow us to show your, uh, your pictures that day. Also, uh, to another way that we can help you um, partner with us in ministry uh, is through a new box that's been installed in the parking lot. A new drop box for offerings you can use throughout the week. It was just installed yesterday, and so it's now available. Uh, we, we also encourage people to give online, and if you go to our website, you can find helps for that. And uh, that's a very handy way for people to partner with us in ministry. Uh, but we know some may still want to just give the physical check during this time. We've placed that box out there for your use. It's um, right across from our mailbox as you pull in uh, to the east parking lot entrance, and uh, you'll see it there. Um, also, if you're interested in being an intern with Storehouse, you can find information about that uh, both online or by contacting Justine at justine at carneyfree.com if you want to send her an email request on that. And finally, I want to encourage you to um, take advantage of Right Now Media. There are, there's a huge database of, of videos that are available for all ages there. If you're interested, uh, you can find um, information on our website about how to sign up if you're a, a part of Carnegie Free here, a way that you can sign up and um, take advantage of those, uh, those resources. So uh, looking forward to having you uh, join us tomorrow as well.
And uh, today I just want to go ahead and lift uh, you folks up in prayer. And uh, we ask for your prayer for the staff as well. We're so grateful that um, that uh, you you care for us in so many different ways, and especially as you come alongside us um, in prayer. Let's pray. God, I thank you for uh, those that have joined us today for uh, this time of study and encouragement. And God, I thank you that you can drive us forward in so many ways in terms of our relationship with you and relationship with others. God, I am grateful uh, that you are involved in our, our lives. God, I pray that uh, even in these, these uh, challenging times that you would use us well for your glory as we connect with, with neighbors and family and in various creative ways. Uh, God, I, I thank you for those opportunities. And God, I pray that you'd be with the many that are challenged today, whether they are uh, faced with um, illness during this time, whether they are people caring for those who are ill, those that are our first responders, that are really putting themselves on the line in, in some unique ways during this time. God, I pray that uh, you'd be with each of us, that we would um, lean upon you, that we would cast our cares upon you, and that we would focus on you during this time. God, I thank you uh, that this has been a time when, uh, even as Travis reminds us, a time that we can um, spend more quality time with you, and God, I, I thank you that um, you direct us uh, during this time. God, I, I give you thanks. Pray that you would um, be very present with us and that we would be drawn towards you. We give you thanks and praise. It's in thy name we pray. Amen. May God bless you and look forward to joining you again soon.